Welcome to the First Time Facilitator Podcast. Whether you're a first time facilitator or a seasoned pro, listen in for tips and tricks to make a bigger impact at the next workshop you deliver. And now, your host, she's a proud left hander, Leanne Hughes. Hey everyone, and thank you so much for tuning into episode 36 of the First Time Facilitator Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Hughes. I had some really great news recently. Um, I was a finalist in the Institute of Learning Professionals Annual Learning Impact Awards. That's a bit of a tongue tease. And we celebrated with an incredible dinner watching the fireworks. Um, It was River Fire Night in Brisbane. Um, And I wasn't recognised for my day job, but I was recognised for the first time facilitated podcast and for the impact that it's having on people all around the world. So that was really cool. And I'm so grateful for all of you that have reached out and told me how this podcast has directly impacted you in a really positive way. Um, On that evening, I also met some other finalists and I've already convinced them to come on as guests in future. So you'll also have the opportunity of meeting and learning from them too. This week is a solo episode and it's based around a blog article I wrote last year. Now, I thought I'd share it as it was a bit of fun. Um, I talk about the seven attributes of being a superhero facilitator and how you can rescue a workshop or meeting from a fate worse than death. And the reason I'm sharing it on the show is for a couple of reasons. I guess the first is uh, you may not have been on the blog and read one of my articles from last year. And like me, your preferred mode of learning is through the podcasting medium uh, because you enjoy learning on the go. And the second reason is because I know all of you listen to this podcast because you want to get better. You want to eventually become a bit of a superhero in this space. Like I said, I always love hearing your feedback. So if you think there are any attributes I mention on this uh, episode that are missing, please reach out and let me know. You can either tweet me at Leanne Hughes, send me a message on Instagram at First Time Facilitator, or simply leave a comment on this episode's post, which you can find at firsttimefacilitator.com slash episode 36. Now, before I continue, uh, please help to support the show and don't miss an episode. All you need to do is hit that subscribe button in your podcast player of choice. Reviews also help. The more reviews and downloads the show gets, the more chances I have of reaching out to other superhero facilitators and convincing them to come on the show. I also love hearing honest feedback. I think that's the best way to grow. Uh, so be as honest as you can. On next week's episode, I'll be sharing details on the First Time Facilitator Closed Facebook group, which I'm going to open. And that's all about us as a community supporting each other and sharing resources, which will all hopefully give us superhero facilitator status eventually. And that's on next week's show. Okay, I think that's enough housekeeping for this week. Now on to the show. It's Monday morning and you've donned your day job attire. You're sitting in your cubicle, minding your own business, when suddenly a civilian colleague approaches. As you do, you chat about your respective weekends, then they pause and ask, Hey, what are you up to Thursday morning? Can you facilitate our team meeting? You feel surprised and flattered, and you accept. Moments after they walk away, you think to yourself, oh gosh, why do they pick me? And why on earth did I say yes? I have no idea what to do. 
Firstly, congratulations on saying yes. That's a big win. Superhero facilitators are often caught off guard, but are always up for the challenge. So it's time to bust open the button-down shirt and reveal the proverbial multicolour lycra suit of Super Facilitator. Now, for the purposes of this podcast episode, let's define the responsibilities of a facilitator. So a facilitator is there too, to guide people with different work styles, personalities and values through a process to reach the meeting objectives. A facilitator is there to ensure active participation from all members of the group and draw out their opinions and ideas. And we're also there to keep the group focused on the agenda and moving forward. So how do you, as a facilitator, carry out these responsibilities like a superhero? And of course, Lycra is optional. Okay, attribute number one. A superhero might be able to see through walls, but they can't see into the future. A superhero facilitator must predict and prepare for a number of possible outcomes. See, most skilled facilitators spend two to three times as long preparing than the amount of time they actually spend at the session. I think that's a really good ratio to work with, particularly if you're just starting out. So how on earth do you spend that preparation time? Well, superhero facilitators don't leave any scenario unplanned for, and they always have a plan B, C, D, and E. It's important to identify who's who in the zoo. So dig into the details of the group, such as the individual personalities, their motivations, and the overall group dynamics. So what's the history of the group? Why are they seeking out an external facilitator? Have they tried to achieve these meeting outcomes previously? Find out what the successful superhero mission looks like. Examine the group's objectives and really think, what will it take from you to get them there? Do you think the allocated time is sufficient? What will you suggest as an option if an outcome can't be reached in that time? Consider the space. Is it fit for purpose? The environment and general climate of a meeting or planning session sets a really important tone for participation. So is the site accessible to everyone? Is the space the right size? Is the AV equipment a breeze to set up? Um, I like checklists, so I'd recommend making a checklist of everything you will need down to the last minute detail. I recently ran a session which required a deck of cards to be cut in half. Now, 10 minutes before the workshop commenced, I realised my laser vision was playing up and I didn't have a pair of scissors handy. So this was a really, um, it was a bit of a stress that was neither necessary nor fun. So I definitely recommend that you save yourself the drama and write down all of the resources that you'll need. And of course, tick them off that list. Everyday facilitators should have a structure and an idea of the general direction the session should take. Superhero facilitators, however, know that nothing ever goes to plan. So having plenty of options to draw on will provide you with flexibility and allow you to change things up based on the group's needs. I've been leading one-day induction sessions where a variety of speakers deliver consecutive sessions. So as you can imagine, over the course of the day, uh, there are times where we gain or lose time against the schedule. Now, the first time um, I ran this session, I had only planned one backup activity, which we used before morning tea, lesson learnt. So the second and subsequent times, I had five games up my Lycra sleeve and associated resources as well. So having that flexibility is important and it will give you confidence. Your future self will thank you for it. 
Attribute number two, a superhero facilitator never underestimates their audience's basic needs. Civilians, I mean participants, get hungry and they lose focus. Catering is important. Now, I can't tell you the number of times I've read through feedback sheets and over 50% of the comments relate to food. I'm serious. Um, I don't know if that's been your experience too, but from my experience, keep the hot savoury food for morning tea and the sweets for afternoon tea. Grumbling stomachs take your participants' mind off the meeting. Oh, and bad coffee is like kryptonite. So ensure that you have good coffee every time or at the very least um, point participants in the direction of a really great cafe and just give them the time to grab one. Sometimes this decision is out of your control, but a superhero facilitator will influence the decision. Now, speaking of distractions, you don't need to use your x-ray vision to scan for nonverbal cues from the group. Simply just hone in if someone appears to be disinterested and watch to see how that affects other members in a team. Are people shifting in their seats? Are they bored or looking confused? If they seem restless, either take a break, speed up or slow down the meeting pace. Sometimes you need to match the activity you have in mind with the energy in the group. So this is another reason to have a variety of activities up your sleeve. At other times, you'll need to find a new way to boost a low energy group's enthusiasm. So really do take care, notice your group's energy levels and inject interest when it's needed to help them operate at their best. Attribute number three, a superhero facilitator can segue like a boss. Now, groups have a tendency to roam far from the original agenda and often need rescuing to bring them back to the core discussion. When you do notice that they are wandering off, bring it to the group's attention by saying something along the lines of, that's interesting, perhaps we should get back to the original topic. Bonus points if you can somehow segue the distraction into the next agenda item. I think um, the art of segueing is really interesting and I'd love to do another episode on that in future, so stay posted. Now, many groups will discuss an outcome for far longer than they need to, unless you help them recognise that essentially they're agreeing on the same point. So if you pick this up, ask someone in the team to summarise the points of agreement. If one or two individuals disagree, state the situation as clearly as you can. So Lex and Lewis seem to have other feelings on the matter, but everyone else thinks dot, dot, dot. Perhaps we can decide to go in that direction that most of the group wants and then they can get back to us on other ways to accommodate their concerns. Now, be wary when deciding where the meeting should go. So check back to see if there are questions and then summarise and provide the next steps or actions for the group. Attribute number four, a superhero facilitator has a sixth sense for group dynamics. You need to find ways to ensure the entire group is on an equal playing field and inclusivity is the name of the game. Sometimes you'll need strategies to deal with disruptors and like most potentially dangerous situations, I am of the firm belief that prevention is better than cure. So at the beginning of the workshop, gain agreement on the agenda, ground rules and desired outcomes. Also cover what's not in scope. This is key. And highlight anything that's not covered in the meeting. Building a relationship with a new group requires you to find some common goals 
and interests, shared values and outlooks. If power players are in the room, acknowledge their influence and role. Empower them by giving them a role to play during the meeting. Using this time at the start of the meeting will also allow you to get a feel for the individuals in the group. Wallflowers who might need some extra support, as well as big hitters who may need to be managed. The dominator is the most common workshop villain, aka disruptor. They try to steer the discussion away from what you're meant to be talking about, have side conversations with the person sitting next to them, and attack others' ideas. So as a facilitator, your first step is to recognise that the floor needs to be shared around. Attribute number five. A superhero facilitator knows the right questions to pitch at the right time. Facilitators ask questions primarily to help participants clarify their thoughts and evaluate information. So use a combination of open-ended and closed questions. Now, there's a really cool framework that you can employ, and it's called the APPLE technique, and it's an acronym. So A stands for ask the question. P is for pause to allow participants to comprehend the question and then formulate an answer. The second P is to pick a member to provide the answer. L, listen to the answer. E, elaborate on the answers obtained. This is a really great formula. So some good question starters include things like, so tell me about dot, dot, dot. Well, what would happen if we dot, dot, dot? In your experience, dot, dot, dot. And what do you think about dot, dot, dot? Attribute number six, a superhero facilitator draws on extraordinary interrogation tactics. What we mean by that is active listening. So mirroring, paraphrasing and tracking are three tools that you can use to leverage and to help you with active listening. So mirroring is when you repeat back the speaker's words verbatim. So it helps the speaker hear what they just said. It shows neutrality and can help to establish trust. Paraphrasing is a way to show the speaker and the group that their thoughts are heard and understood. Now, unlike mirroring, paraphrasing is using your own words to explain what you think the speaker said. Uh, So, for example, it could be, um, well, it sounds like you're saying dot, dot, dot. Is that what you mean? Lastly, tracking is when you're keeping track of various lines of thought that are occurring within a single discussion. This helps summarise at different perspectives and shows that multiple ideas are equally valid. And we come to number seven. Attribute number seven is that superhero facilitators must bide their time. They have unwavering patience. Now, like most missions worth embarking on, becoming an effective facilitator takes practice. Now, the great thing is that you can learn all of these skills and laser vision isn't essential. So remember, each group is different. And as you sharpen your skill set, you'll intuitively figure out what works best for the team, the meeting and the organisation, as well as you. So those are my seven attributes. I'll go through them one more time. Number one, a superhero might be able to see through walls, but they can't see into the future. A superhero facilitator must predict and prepare for a number of possible outcomes. Number two, 
Superhero facilitator never underestimates their audience's basic needs. Number three, a superhero facilitator can segue like a boss. Number four, a superhero facilitator has a sixth sense for group dynamics. Number five, a superhero facilitator knows the right questions to pitch at the right time. Six, a superhero facilitator draws on extraordinary interrogation tactics. And number seven, superhero facilitators must bide their time. They have unwavering patience. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, I'm really keen to hear your thoughts. Am I missing anything? Do you agree with any one of them? Does one out of the seven really stand out for you? Or is there one out of the seven that you think that's something that you need to improve on? Sing out, let me know your thoughts. Comment on the show notes page, which is at firsttimefacilitator.com slash episode 36. Add me on LinkedIn, Leanne Hughes, and drop me a message to let me know um, that you listen to the show, as well as find me on Instagram at First Time Facilitator or Twitter at Leanne Hughes. And finally, if you want to join up to the flip chart, that's a monthly newsletter I host on the First Time Facilitator website. So when you hop on there, you will be able to uh, find the opt-in box, which will pop up on the screen. And stay posted for next week's episode where I release information about the closed Facebook group um, that is open to all of you facilitators. It's free. It's just a community where we can share resources. So until then, look forward to hearing from you and all the best with becoming a superhero facilitator.